Welcome to Nurse Narrative, the Auburn University School of Nursing podcast, where we invite you to join our story. Welcome back to Nurse Narrative. I'm Chris Martin, one of your hosts. And I'm Kelly Strickland. In today's episode, we get to talk to Elizabeth Kaufman. Elizabeth has a bachelor's degree in recreation therapy from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse and a master's degree in gerontology from Sacred Heart University in Connecticut. She's worked in various capacities as a recreation therapist and is currently the therapeutic programs coordinator with the city of Auburn. Over the past four years, she's worked alongside the Auburn University School of Nursing to develop a partnership and make therapeutic programs a clinical site for nursing students, so they have an opportunity to engage with people with special needs prior to nursing school graduation. Elizabeth loves working with people of all abilities and also leads the Special Olympics program here in Lee County. This is also a special topic because, Kelly, I know this is one of your interests as both a nurse and a nursing educator. Mm, yeah, I, um, I've i been passionate about this since I was five years old, actually, um, and there's a lot of different reasons for that, but we won't go down that road today. Um, we, we looked at our curriculum a couple of years back, I would say. It was probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. And noticed that we didn't have very much focused on individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Mm. And so um, what happened was, you know, I've always known that's a passion of mine, but I didn't want to just insert it into our curriculum because I care about it. I wanted to make sure that there was indeed a need there. And so when I dove into the literature and I um, looked up some statistics, you know, the the CDC keeps a wonderful record of – those with intellectual and developmental disabilities. It's a great resource for people who are looking for resources on health data. And so I was looking at Alabama specifically, because that's where we are, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, I found that um, over 30% of adults in Alabama have some type of a disability. So whether that's, um, you know, deaf or hard of hearing individuals or individuals with visual impairment, Mm -hmm. Um, mobility issues, um, but specifically when it comes to individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, they fall under the cognitive disability realm, and mm-hmm. that's over 15% of adults in Alabama. And so um, does that mean that every individual with a cognitive disability has an intellectual and developmental disability? Not necessarily, but it's a large percentage. And so this program, um, Therapeutic Programs, is our low local, um, our Parks and Rec Department here in Auburn has this program, therapeutic programs, and it specifically serves this population. And so Elizabeth did. She approached us a couple years ago, and it was a perfect time because it was a marriage of me and a couple of other um, faculty members realizing this gap in our curriculum. Mm -hmm. And then her, a community partner, coming together because she had a need and we had a need. And it was just a really um, amazing partnership that has grown for the past three years. And she has become um, such a valuable uh, individual that we work with and a colleague that we work with on a weekly basis. So I'm so excited um, to be able to have this conversation and to share it with everyone um, with Elizabeth. So Agreed. It's really good to see um, functions like this being able to partner together because as a land-grant institution, uh, Mm -hmm. as 
Auburn um, exists as a land grant institution, it's really important for us to continue to partner yeah. with our um, with our community to make sure that we're carrying out that extension part yeah, of, uh, of, of our land grant mission. Well, I think that's um, it's a perfect time to kind of bring awareness to this. And so I'm excited to share this this interview. Same here, and I'm sure all of our listeners will enjoy it. Okay, well let's let's get started. Hey, Elizabeth. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm so thrilled that you're here at the podcast. I'm excited to be here because for a number of reasons. One, you're a community partner who's become a dear friend, and I just I'm so appreciative to you of just who you are in my life. First of all, well, thank you. Um, second of all, you know I think that you have so much to bring to our community and so much awareness that you're going to bring today through this episode. Um, without further ado, let's just jump into our questions. So the first question I have for you is, what drew you to working alongside individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities? I started volunteering with Special Olympics when I was 15 back in Wisconsin where I grew up and at the time I was really looking for a way to volunteer and a way to give back to the community and I heard about Special Olympics and I thought that sounds really cool let me try that. I'd never worked with people with special needs before and I went to a swim meet and realized that people were out here celebrating the successes and the wins Mm -hmm. and including people and just celebrating life and happiness and success and it was just such a beautiful thing that I thought oh this is really cool I want to keep doing this so I kept volunteering and um, after a while just ended up making it a career yeah it's amazing how it becomes sort of um, in a way like addictive to be around this yes. population because you just there are so many times when they are so joyful and it is so inclusive mm-hmm. and um, I love that too so I love that you kind of were drawn to that as well so that's awesome so what has surprised you working alongside individuals with special needs I would say probably the impact that they've had on my life as a whole just in helping me to focus more on what's really important in life focusing on relationships and happiness and enjoying the little things in life I would say that's probably the biggest win yeah so what have you learned from your participants I would say that I have learned that what a lot of people in this world think are the most important things in life are not the most important things in life. Mm. I think the most important things in life are, like I said, happiness and love and friendship and respect and joy. And I think a lot of times people really forget those things and they don't, you know, they focus on, you know, their job and working tons of hours and things like that. And they miss out on all those little opportunities for joy and that's definitely something that I've really learned from working with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities is, you know, just to really live in the moment and be happy and enjoy everything that you've got. Yes. And I think that's such a good thing that 
you know, I've noticed that is brought to the table is absolutely living in that moment. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that I struggle with are living way far into the future and anxiety and worry and, you know, um, being stressed out about whatever's coming or even rehashing what has happened, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that might be, you know, thinking about, oh, I should have said this or I should have done this. And all of my experiences working with these participants have been very much in the moment. Like mm-hmm. you stay in the moment because that is, the focus that they bring to the table which I think is is so beautiful and so unique I've never really experienced that with a different population you know we work with all um, different types of populations in in nursing and so um, this population specifically has really challenged me to do just that to live right now in this moment today Um, and it's it's so helpful for me because that's not my tendency that's not what I am geared towards a lot of times Mm -hmm. you can ask my husband I live very much (laughs) um in that kind of what if state which is you know something that I'm I'm grateful that they challenged me to not do so um so we've worked together now for I don't know three three years which Mm -hmm. is really quite amazing to me um and so in those three years gosh I've learned so much and you have helped teach me so much I, I appreciate that um so you know with our nursing students they come sort of to to see you and the participants weekly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're with you guys a a bunch. So how have nursing students contributed to the health of your participants? They have helped us to feel included in the community because Mm -hmm. it's the community coming to our program to join us and be with us and share and have that fellowship opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a huge way that they've contributed. I would say other ways they've contributed is their programming. Mm -hmm. They come to camp and come and lead exercise programs and do health classes and teach us all about sunscreen and water intake and brushing your teeth and money management. They've taught us all sorts of really cool things that, you know, we don't have the opportunity to always um, get that education Mm -hmm. sometimes. And it's been really helpful, and I love that. I love how much the nursing students have taught us and contributed to us. Mm, that's so amazing. You know, it's funny. I was at a um, a dinner, I think it was at the end of the summer, maybe it wasn't 2020, obviously, it was 2019, so the end of the summer, 2019, and I was speaking with a parent of one of the participants, and um, our nursing students, you know, like you said um, to the listener, so we uh, we do different health teaching experiences with the participants every week when we go to mm-hmm. camp, and one of the experiences or teaching engagements was our, our students taught participants how to brush their teeth like you said um for two minutes and they used the song baby shark mm-hmm. the the very um interesting and dynamic song baby shark and this this parent came up to me and said okay are you the person that i have to thank but also not like very much because you taught my son to use baby shark every time he brushes his ah. teeth and so he just kept singing it over and over as he brushed his teeth, which was so funny. But it was just a way to kind of teach them how long mm-hmm. to brush their teeth. But the the parent was, was saying like, oh, my goodness, that is driving me crazy. But it was also helpful, you know, because he said, my, my son is brushing his teeth longer than he ever 
never has. So it was That's successful. Awesome. But um, yeah, I think our students also gained so much from coming and spending time with the participants because it's a population that they haven't really spent, a lot of them mm-hmm. haven't spent much time with before. And so you guys are really gracious to let us come and spend time with them. So um, I'm glad to hear that they are contributing to the health yes. of the participants. So in your opinion, Elizabeth, why why is it important for nurses and other members of the healthcare team to work alongside individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities? I think that it's important from a standpoint of education to mm-hmm. better understand people with special needs and understand what their desires are and their wants and their purpose and their, you know, attributes and their skills and talents and all the wonderful things about them. I think that's really important, but I think on the flip side, it's also really important to understand that they have purpose and they have value and that they do contribute to our community just as much as another person does. And I think that's just something really important for people to really realize and understand and, and develop knowledge in because we want to have everybody feel included and everybody has value in this world. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, you know, we, we don't necessarily see that and that's really difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've noticed that each one of the participants has, and we've talked about this many times, just the, the the extraordinary, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're extraordinary. They Mm -hmm. have an extraordinary gift. It might take a little bit longer for the nursing student to find that extraordinary gift, right? Then, um, than other participants or other populations, but it is there. And mm-hmm. I can think of so many of our participants who have these just really beautiful, unique gifts that they contribute to the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think about different participants. One in particular has perfect pitch yes. and she can sing beautifully. I think of another one and he, his artistry, I mean, his drawings are I mean, he's probably the best artist I've ever known in person, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has just this incredible gift. I think of other participants who, you know, and you might not know that if you don't spend time with them. And Absolutely. so that's where your program has really helped our students because, you know, we don't want the first time that they intervene in a healthcare situation um, with this population to be when this participant is sick, right? Or when mm-hmm. they're not doing well, we want them to be able to interact with this population when they're doing great, right? So that they get that, um, experience and they get that ability to work alongside these individuals in a healthy state. And then so that when they get into, uh, you know, health crisis, our nursing students are prepared to, um, to help those participants in their particular way that they need it. And so um, it's just so exciting to watch their passion for this population grow. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen that you have held such a huge part in that and your, your willingness to work with them and um, speak with them and understand them. So mm, I have so much gratitude in my heart for you. Thank you. Um, So um, how can nurses contribute to the health of the whole family and support unit. You know, we've we've talked a good bit about how, 
you know, it is a wonderful thing to have a, a member of your family or your support unit that has an intellectual or developmental disability, but it also comes with its challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when we look at caring for not just individuals, but family units and communities, you know, how can, how can nurses contribute to that? There's a lot of different ways. I would say one of the main ways is to have that strong understanding that the person who has the special need still has wants, desires, needs. They Mm -hmm. want a job. They want to go to school. They want to contribute to the community. They might volunteer. They want to attend a day program. They they have desires that they want to do and achieve and goals. And I think helping families find those opportunities is a big contribution, Mm -hmm. definitely, so that their loved ones can be successful and make contributions and, you know, be a member of their community, basically. And I also think that it's really important from a standpoint of encouraging family members to, you know, take time away for themselves and have respite opportunities and have, you know, moments where they can have time away almost just because everybody it's healthy to have time away you need time apart that's a very healthy thing and if you're going to be caring for a loved one for their entire life you're going to need to take care of yourself also so i think having that great understanding of you know what it's like to truly be a caregiver Mm. for lots of years and respecting that and you know just helping that caregiver be successful in their role Mm. yeah you know, I also have noticed that a lot of our um, participants, caregivers are are sort of ending up in almost a sandwich situation where they are caring for their elderly parents mm-hmm. and they're also caring for their aging child. Mm-hmm. And so they're caregiving on on both ends. Have you seen that a lot with your participants? Yes. And it's really difficult because you've got, you know, a younger person who needs assistance and support. And then you have your elderly parents and it can be very draining because you're, you know, burning the candle at both ends, essentially. And the resources, forgive me if this is incorrect, but from what I understand, very drastically drop off when they graduate you know when they age out from the school setting is Mm -hmm. that correct yeah there are resources but it's it's difficult you know we've there's day programs and things like that but it's the resources do change when you graduate from high school so that definitely makes a big impact on people's Mm -hmm. lives because you know you sometimes lose coverage for things or opportunities for therapy services and things like that it might might just change but it's definitely different yeah and I think about you know the impact that COVID has had Mm -hmm. on these family units or support units specifically I mean just the um the stressors that are there just for for everyone Mm -hmm. right but you also add into that um, caring for a child or an individual or an adult with with special needs it, it just it's complex mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, which is why we need to be advocates and and um, really work for the health of not only just the individual with a special need or the intellectual and developmental disability but also the mental health of the family mm-hmm. um, the sibling you know and and all of those um, different individuals that that run into caring for this this client every day so Mm -hmm. and I'm really proud honestly of our our city because of the the many resources that we have you yourself run 
you know, therapeutic programs, mm-hmm. which is a branch of the Auburn Parks and Rec Department, which mm-hmm. is just incredible. Do you mind just quickly kind of running through what your program actually is? Sure. We offer a variety of programs throughout the school year, September to May, that include, you know, bingo activities, game nights, trips, social skills courses, all sorts of different things like that. And then we have a camp in the summer for teens and adults ages 15 and up, and that is a seven-week summer camp it's you know all day um and that's a really cool opportunity for kids to you know be out in the community and doing activities and hanging with their friends and Mm -hmm. socializing and all things like that so those are our programs and it's a lot of ages right is there it is uh i would say our average age is you know between 15 and 35 but Mm -hmm. we do have a few campers who are in their 40s and 50s so it's a great range. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's so amazing. So we've got therapeutic programs. We have a couple of other programs that are linked with Auburn University, but we also have other, you know, very community-based programs. And so, um, you know, that aren't affiliated necessarily with the university. So we have a lot of different resources, and we'll add a lot of those websites in the show notes. But, um, Elizabeth, I just um, I can't thank you enough for your contribution, not only to our community, but to our nursing students, and then also just to my life. And in, in a personal note, like you have enriched it in great ways. And Aww. I'm so thankful for you and for your friendship and for just being a colleague of yours. I've um, learned so much about this amazing population and I'm grateful for your patience with me as I'm learning. So you're welcome. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, okay. So to the listener, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you have an incredible day, night, whatever it is that's available to you and take good care. <laughs>